Sure, I was just so touched this morning. And the worship was, was wonderful. And just sorry it started off so... Um, what was that word you used? But I, I got really excited in the notices this morning. It's nice when the anointing comes from the notices. <laughs> because we are called to make a difference in our world. And we can make a difference. Um, I believe you, it went really well last Sunday. Thanks Zip for sharing the word. It was nice. When I arrived back Sunday night, I heard Stephen slays his thousands, but Zip says tens of thousands. Uh, and, but I'm very secure. But amazingly, there was a prophetic word. We were down in Port Chepston with Richard and Tony in their church. And there's a prophetic word about the dry bones and the prophetic prophecy over the dry bones. And uh, it was really took a big part of the worship. And I, I believe that was a, a word that was shared here as well. That's quite amazing and wonderful that God is breathing on His church in these days. He's breathing on whatever was dead, He's making alive. He's bringing us to that place of just loving Him with all our heart. And... Um, it's really good to be involved in the work of the gospel. Amen. Amen. Just as we take up our Bibles and our offering in our hands, we're going to pray as, we, as we, the guys come up this morning. We're going to take up our, our tithes and offering. If you're visiting with us, there's no um, pressure on you. This is something we do allow for this time. A lot of people do this on the internet, but we use this as an opportunity to model that our giving is not under compulsion, it's not out of a fear of curse, it's not out of fear of judgment if, if we don't. It's out of a joy to be partners in the gospel and partners in the work of taking this message to our Jerusalem, our Judea and the nations of the world. So Father, let's, let's declare, just take your, your offering in your hand this morning or just your hand if you give through the internet, say, Father God, thank you for this gospel. Thank you this gospel is going to change my world. It's going to change one person at a time into your glorious image. And this seed that I hold in my hands, I commission to the gospel that the life of Jesus will be proclaimed. Amen. 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 Just as we, as we do that this morning. Um, are you blessed? Amen. Remember, my job here is not to tell you what to do and what not to do. Have you got that? What's my job this morning? To tell you who you are. Because when you know who you are, you'll know what to do and what not to do. Amen. So I'm here just in these few minutes this morning. Keep it very simple. I want to tell you who you are. You are blessed. Amen. Amen. You are blessed. You're not trying to be blessed. You're not trying to earn a blessing. You are blessed. I remember when, when I th thought of that word this, yesterday, I was thinking, I have this vivid memory of when we lived in Pretoria, and we were at the Hatfield Church there and we had a congregation. And I remember going to the cell one night and there was this lady there. She, she was a, a nurse or sister. 
And I remember I got there and I said to her, How's your week been? Do you want to tell us, you know, a little bit about what's going on in your life? And she looked at me with a stony eyes and without any expression on her face. And she said, I am blessed. <laughs> I, was, I was terrified to ever say that again. <laughs> I thought, no, um, I've got enough trouble of my own, thank you. Because if we're blessed, our expression and our tone and our emotion is going to match up with what we really are. If we are truly blessed. And the theological workbook of the Old Testament defines the word blessed. It's um, in, the, in the Greek, eulogio. Uh, it says, to endure with power to prosper. To endure with power to prosper, to have success, health, and longevity. That's what it means to be blessed. So when you tell someone, I'm blessed, brother, that's what you're saying. I've been empowered to prosper, to be successful, and to have health and longevity. And that has to affect every part of your life. If you've been blessed in your marriage, that means you're empowered to prosper. What does a prosperous marriage look like? You grow to love each other more and more. You grow to understand each other. Men, you grow to love them more and more because they're difficult to understand. But you grow to love them more and more as you grow in understanding. Amen? And woman, you're just perfect. So, you know, we just love you as you are. But... To be empowered to prosper in your family. To be empowered to prosper in your business. Do you know that God really wants your business to be blessed? It's not like an afterthought or... God wants you to be blessed in every area of your life. And that endurement with power to be blessed influences the local church that we're in. It influences our community And it all comes very simply as a New Testament born-again believer. It comes by believing. Blessed is the man whose sins have been forgiven, whose transgressions the Lord will never hold against him. Psalm 103 verse 1, I believe. Blessed is that man. In in Romans 4, uh, Paul's writing and he uses David as an example of people who are going to be blessed because they didn't know total forgiveness in that covenant. They had had to get installments of it, installments pointing towards the cross. But he was looking to that day and he says, Blessed are those whose sin the Lord will never remember again. Tell the person next to you, if he's a born again Christian, the Lord will never remember your sins again. That is the truth of the gospel. That is the truth of the good news. And that, my friend, is foundation to why you are blessed. And to be blessed means you're empowered to prosper. That means in your career, in your degree you're pursuing, or in the family you're bringing up, or in the new business venture, or whatever responsibility you've got, you have been empowered to prosper. So we're not looking at what we were and what we had or what we have. We're looking at who we belong to. We, be, we look at who has us. And His will and purpose is to bless us. Amen. To prosper us. To cause us to be successful. Now, 
as I was pondering this thought, because this is a little 101 for some people, you know, they know this mentally. And I'm walking down the beach yesterday and I'm thinking this through and suddenly I, I felt like the Lord dropped this into my heart. That there's two kinds of believing. That the first kind of believing is people who hear this word that I've just shared and say, I really, I really want to believe that. Man, I I love what you've just said, and I really want to believe it. I want to believe it. I just, it sounds so good. I want to believe it. Then there's another category of people who know that they know, that they know, that they know that they are blessed. And they're not looking at their circumstances, but deep in revelation in their heart, they know because God is good and because Jesus has prepared the way for every blessing in Christ Jesus to be made available. Every blessing for which He died on the cross to become ours. They know that they know that this is true. And it's based on believing. A simple thing called believing His Word. Because He said, you're blessed. It's like your dad phones you. Who have you, if you say you've got a really good relationship with your dad, okay? And, and he phones you and says, I'm busy writing out my will and testament and I'm leaving everything to you. And let's say he's very rich. And then at his, after he passes away and you're at the reading of the will, you, you're not totally surprised when they tell you that he'd left everything to you. Why? Because you believed what he told you. You never saw it. It was over the phone. You just believed it. If, if, I mean, it would be strange if, if my dad said that to me. Well, one, he's, he's, he's dead, so that would be strange. But, 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 but he, and he wasn't, didn't have a lot of money. Um, and, and I kind of thought, gee, you know, yeah, yeah, so many dads are scary. But I've got one heavenly father. And I believe what he says. I really believe what he says. And I'm thinking now, but I've always known this. But maybe I've been in the category of, I, I really want to believe this because I, I kind of believe it's true and I want to... But, but this is talking about faith is, is when we go beyond just acknowledging it. Even the demons acknowledge, James says. But there's a knowing in God. And that's, that's what I believe my purpose here this morning is. To help people get to that place through the Word of God. Amen? Amen. So I want to cement this and anchor this firmly in God's Word this morning. And as we do, can I pray for you? That we go beyond just believing, wanting to believe to knowing that God, you are blessed. Father, this morning, I pray every eye open, every ear unstopped to know this by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' wonderful name. Romans chapter... Four, please. And we are going to read from verse thirteen. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. 
For if those who live by law are heirs, then faith has no value and the promise is worthless. Because law brings wrath and where there is no law, there is no transgression. Verse 16. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they are. Alright, so here we see the promise. The promise is made with Abraham. And by now we're starting to understand the Abrahamic covenant came by faith when he believed God, was put into right standing to receive all the blessings that God promised him to be an heir of the world. The Mosaic law only came in 430 years later and didn't change the conditions for the promise God made to Abraham. We are not... In the Mosaic Covenant, we are in the fulfillment of the Abrahamic Covenant, which pointed towards Christ, which is also a covenant of believing, a covenant of faith. By faith, we are put in right standing. That means we are declared righteous as new creatures, as new, our spirit that was dead, he who gives life to the dead. We were dead. Cut off from God. We still had the same mind. We had the same body. We had a soul. But our spirit, the real breath of God, who we really are, who we're discovering, had to be made alive. It was dead. And how did that happen? It came through believing on Christ, His death, burial, and resurrection. Faith was put in our hearts. You see, we can take no credit for it. All other blessing under the Mosaic Covenant was based on, if you do this, you'll get that. Blessing and cursing. Performance style obedience that produced a blessing of some type. And that's why we often read of blessings and we mix it up in the Old Covenant. We say, yes, you see, in order to be blessed like that, you've got to do that. No, my friend, every blessing in the Bible is received by faith. And where there's a condition, Jesus Christ fulfilled that condition. And we have our obedience in Him who whom we are in. As we were worshipping this morning, I want to go do a study on the, on the Beatitudes. Suddenly he struck me that, that those blessings are ours. We are hungry for righteousness and we received total righteousness. We, were, we, we do see the face of God. We are going to inherit the world as we're going to see in a moment because of the promise to Abraham and we are heirs of that covenant. The mistake we make is we think, well, I am righteous in the sense that God chooses to see this little umbrella over me, but actually underneath that I'm still this filthy, dirty, poofy sinner. And that's not true. Because the old man has been crucified, the old sinful nature was crucified. I'm a new creature, I'm a new species, a new person. And God sees me as righteous because He made you righteous. 
And that is the right standing it's talking about that Abraham had. And because of that right standing, there's no conditions we have to fulfill in order to receive blessing. Except faith. It's simply believing when my daddy phones me and he tells me, I believe him because he said it and that settles it. And that's why I'm here this morning to tell you who you are. You are blessed. You might look at your current circumstances and you don't feel blessed. You might look at your current paycheck and not feel blessed. I want to tell you, it's not going to manifest out there until it manifests in here. Because no man's going to boast. You see, my friend, there's a success in the world that comes by just sheer hard work and sheer doing the principles. And of any religion, you see them driving around in their fancy cars. But I tell you what, there are many rich people that are very, very poor. And that's not the success that we've been given in Christ. The blessing we've got empowered to, to prosper is a success in God that He gives us what we need to get the job done that He's called us to do. And I want to tell you, if He's given you a business and you catch vision for what God has, the sky's the limit. But He won't let us boast. He won't let us come back to, well, you know, when we do our part, then God does His part. Now, that might be true as a broad principle, and people can live under that principle and become very successful in one area of their life and a total failure in others. But the kind of, you know what the Bible says, God who makes rich and adds no sorrow. There's a blessing of God that makes rich. The blessings of God make rich and add no sorrow. In other words, don't you want that blessing in your life? The blessing that's by faith. The same right standing Abraham had, we received. And now, God's not just turning a blind eye to the real us. We really have been made righteous. And it's said there in that first part, he says there, those with the faith of Abraham, that it is by grace. And I think, I think that word is, is being thrown around a bit at the moment. Grace. Have you heard the grace? grace? What is grace? You know, I, I was singing Amazing Grace growing up in the church. What's all this big deal about grace? What is grace? Grace. And, and are you of the grace group? Are you, are you preaching the grace message? No, no, we're preaching the gospel. It is the grace message. Grace is just simply defined. It's, an easy, it's, un, it's undeserved and unearned favor. If I give you grace, it, it means I'm giving you something you haven't deserved. Because if you deserve something, then it's not grace. Because grace is a gift. A gift has to be given. A gift can't be bought. Ah, this Christmas I'm going to buy such a nice Christmas present for myself. Now that's, that's, that's bored. That's, a gift is something you're given. Grace is given. So it's un, undeserved and it's also unearned. You can't, there's no payment for it. It's a gift. You, how much do you pay for a priceless gift? Trick question. Would you say your children are priceless? When they're sleeping, they're priceless. You want to just eat them up and then they wake up and you wish you had. No, not really. So, so, that we talk about our children as being priceless. They, they, there's no value that you can attach. If you could attach a value, even if it was a trillion billion, then they're, they're not priceless anymore because there's a, an a, amount attached. So it has to be, to be priceless is grace. It's a gift. So what God, when God speaks about grace, it means it's something we couldn't earn and couldn't deserve. 
And that's what grace is all about. And all of the dealings of God in the new covenant are based on grace. And the only way you can enter into grace is by receiving. It's called faith. It's believing. Believing, that's all it is. The moment we try to earn or try and deserve or try and match up or have an external grid to gauge ourselves against, we have actually watered down the gospel. Because then we've put a figure to it, an amount. This gospel can only be received. Amen? Let's go to Galatians quickly. Corinthians. Galatians. You must remember now, in the Old Covenant, God blessed Abraham. In Genesis 2 verse 2, you don't have to turn there, but it says, God blessed him and said, you will be a blessing. Why was Abraham blessed? To be a blessing. That's what, what it's part of, is, 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 is our blessing is to be a blessing. But look, look with me. In Galatians chapter 3, from verse, let's read from verse 4. Consider Abraham. That's what we're doing this morning. He believed God. And it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. What was that gospel announced in advance? that those who believe would be justified by faith. Okay? And, and part of the promise was all nations will be blessed through you. Who's blessed you this morning? Now we know why we're blessed. It's through that covenant that was fulfilled in Christ. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. All who rely on man-made rules and regulations and performance, and if I do this, then I'll get that. If I do my part, I'll get that part. They're on their own, okay? And those who are under the Judaistic law were under a curse. Verse 11, Clearly, no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. That's the principle. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. As it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And here's the reason why He was cursed for you. He redeemed us. Say, He redeemed me. In order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we receive the promise of the Spirit. Now, go down to verse 26. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ... Then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That is why I know that I'm blessed. That's why I know I'm an heir of the blessing that was promised to him. And what is blessing? It's the empowerment to prosper, to be successful, 
for health and longevity. It's part of the blessing that comes by faith and not by effort. I have to either believe that or I have to revert to some kind of modern law to make it real. And this is where we can fail. Let's, let's hop back to Romans chapter 4 where we were. Sorry, I might have gone to the wrong verse there. Uh, three. Oh, yeah, sorry, back Galatians chapter 3. It was there all the time. It's not inside. It's in Galatians chapter 3, verse 18. Can we get that up on the board? Yeah, this kind of pulls, pulls these things together. For if the inheritance... What inheritance? The inheritance that we'd be heirs, that we would reign, that we would be blessed. If this inheritance depended on the Mosaic covenant of do and don't, performance, blessing and cursing, then it no longer depends on a promise. It's not a gift. But God, in His grace, say grace, are we allowed to say that in this church, gave it to Abraham through a promise. This whole covenant is based on promise, undeserved, unearned blessing that we receive by faith in Christ that now we can choose not to live in the realm of, I just wish I could believe that, but the realm where I'm expecting to be blessed in every area of my life. I'm expecting to be, to be empowered, to prosper in my marriage. And, and I'm seeing the fruit of that as my wife gets younger every year. I, I'm seeing the fruit in my children. Yeah, even I went from two to three suddenly, you know. We've got a baby in the house. He's too gorgeous. He's starting to make eyes at me. I see that as a blessing. He's a blessing. He smiles at me. I walk out the room, he cries. I walk in the room, he smiles. I walk out the room, he cries. She's thinking you wish it or so. Just a delight. He's going to be blessed. My kids are going to be blessed. This church is going to be blessed. Do you know why? Because God put you here. And you're a blessing. And you're living in a covenant of blessing. And I'm believing for you, you businessmen. That your business is going to be blessed. And it's not at the end of the day going to be, yeah, well, yeah, I was very clever and I worked very hard and you don't know how difficult it was. And, you know, when I walked through the snow up to my waist in the early years and, and now, you know, I paid the price. And I, now you're going to say, wow, God bl just blessed me beyond my wildest imaginations because it was all looking upside down and downside up. And I know if it wasn't God, it couldn't have happened. And I'm expecting you to prosper in your business. Mother, I'm expecting you to be empowered to prosper in your family. With your children. With your grandchildren. With your unsaved family members. Empowered to prosper. You see all these people dancing with all their light behind them? That's a picture of the church one day before God. Just saying, God, blessed be your name. Every blessing in the book is mine. And I'm believing it. 
I'm believing it. People say, well, have you heard about this? You know, the gold price went south and this went east and this thing went wrong and these people are leaving and those people have been... Tro- I, I don't know how God's blessing other people in their lives. But, but, but do you know that God has favorites? Did you know that? I'm one of them. I just know it. I don't know how to say that humbly in front of so many people staring at me this morning. Like, because... But you can say the same thing. You are his favorite. You are his favorite. Because you've been blessed with the same covenant that what we have to do is believe. We believe and we are declared righteous. No more condemnation, no more judgment, no more fear. We come into his presence without any inferiority because he's made us a new creation and now we enjoy those privileges of being a new creation. We're finding out who we really are. We're finding out we're not the person that we thought we were and we were told we were. And we're starting to re-educate our minds so that our mind is not controlled by the flesh, but controlled by the spirit, the new man, who we know we are. And once we know we're blessed, we will re-educate our brain to stop telling us lies and nonsense. Down in Port Shepston this week, my friend, my pastor friend there, he says to me, he likes fasting. I said, right, wonderful. If, if, you know, fast, you know, get rid of the flesh. Fast 60 days, you completely cure the flesh once and for all. He says, no, no. He says, I found a secret. I found a secret. You know, Jesus said, when the disciples couldn't heal that guy, and he, Jesus said, they said, oh, how did you do it? He said, praying, fasting. He, uh, he says, I found out that that was the unbelief, he said, has to come out through praying, fasting. Not the sickness. Sickness is no problem for Jesus. But unbelief is, oh, takes. So he says, whenever I come into unbelief, whether it's sickness or unbelief in finances or unbelief in my family or unbelief in some area, I starve my body for a few days. Just to let it know who's the boss. I say, you like Biltong. I'll show you. I say, you like a little puff, eh? I'll show you. <laughs> so you like a little this or that. I'll show you. Because I've discovered my new spirit can tell my body what to do and not the other way around. I thought, wow, that's a good reason to fast. Just let the body know in charge. I don't know if that's 100% theologically correct, but anyway, it sounded really good. But all to say this, that you, when you find out who you really are and you find out you're blessed, you don't have to be dictated by the lust of the flesh anymore. You don't have to be dictated by Satan, by sin, by the flesh. We can be dictated by who we really are. And when we find out we are blessed, not because of anything we've done, but the undeserved, unearned favor that God promised Abraham when he said, you will be a blessing to all nations because you believe me. You're willing to offer your own son. Well, I will do better than that. I'll give my own son. And through his blood, I won't only cover sins, I will remember sins no more. My children will never have to remember their sins again because they were dealt with on the cross and if they stumble and fall and do stupid things they'll feel bad about it they'll acknowledge it but they'll keep walking in faith that at the cross those sins were forgiven at the cross my blood said it is finished and then they will get back into victory and say that's not like me anymore I'm a new creation in Christ I don't do those things anymore I can walk in victory I'm under grace so sin shall not be my master because I'm under grace and grace is more powerful than all the rules and regulations and the BDR of the moral observers and 
controllers. And I wanted, to, I wanted to get into another whole passage this morning, but I'm not. Maybe I'll do it tonight. Jesus cured that woman, daughter of Abraham, be loosed. Many daughters and sons of Abraham, yeah, that can be loosed. Can we stand up this morning? Lord, would you help us, by revelation, understand this thing, that we don't have to want to believe, but we can know that we know. And even when things are going difficult, and times are going hard, and things aren't as we thought, Romans 4 verse 18, and I just want to read this over you as a church in, in conclusion. In Romans 4 verse 18, it says, Against all hope, can we have it up on the board? Because I'm here to tell you, you're blessed. And when life comes against you with its opposites, with its doubts, with its fears, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. And so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact. Some of us have got to face facts right now. We've got to face the fact that without God, this is impossible. Without God, this is barely up. Without God, this is going nowhere. He had to face the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and, his, and Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. What has God promised? What has He said? I'm here to tell you, He said, you are blessed. You are blessed. He did not waver regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened in His faith and gave glory to God. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what He promised. This is why it was credited to Him as righteousness. The words that was credited to Him were written not for Him alone, but for us to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in Him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Jesus' death took care of our sin, iniquities and rebellion, but His life brought us righteousness. And because of the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we can reign in life. Romans 5.17 says. So Lord, this morning we come as those who are contending to reign in life. Who are contending for the blessing of Abraham to be upon us. And even greater because we are in a better covenant. And that blessing, Lord, includes everything for which Jesus Christ has died and positioned us. So this morning we come, Lord, and we say, open our eyes to see that we are walking into all the blessing that you have for us in these days, as we hear about these outreaches, as we hear about these things happening in the church, as we hear about us as a local church evangelizing the city by planting other communities, other churches, outreaches, townships, uh, Mozambique, the ends of, of, of India, whatever this church is called to, we are going to see reigning and inheriting 
in God an inheritance of those who are heirs of this world. So Lord, we pray for a release over your people this morning of mindsets that hold us captive, that make us inferior, that cause us to think this is the way it's always been and always will be, and that our minds will be blown open this morning, that the next time we say, I'm blessed, we will believe it with all our heart and all our minds and all our strength, that we are a blessed people walking empowered to prosper. As we're just standing in this moment of quietness, maybe heads bowed, I want to say to you, sir, ma'am, if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ and in the finished work of His blood on the cross for you, if you've never been born again, if you've never been brought from death to life, I want to pray for you right now. Just in your heart. Just in your heart. If you're saying, that's what I want. That's, I'm serious about it. I'm, uh, God's got an appointment with me here this morning. I want you in your heart to say, Father, I've heard about the promise you made to Abraham that was fulfilled on the cross of Jesus Christ. That by His blood, you promised to remember my sins no more. So I confess and ask for your forgiveness and cleansing through the precious blood of Jesus that was shed once for my sin. I ask that my spirit that's dead to you will be made alive. By the power of the Holy Spirit. My friend, just as every head is bowed, every one just reverencing this moment, I want to say if you prayed that and you meant it with all your heart, I want to just stand in agreement with you. Just wherever you're standing. I want you to look up and make eye contact with me. In a moment, I'm going to look in your direction and I want to pray for people who prayed that and meant it and said, this is, this is from my heart today. So as I look in your direction, just so I know who I'm praying for, if you're looking at me right now, as I look in your direction, just indicate by raising a hand so I know who I'm praying for. Anybody here? Anybody here? Thank you, lady. Young lady. Anybody here? Thank you. Young couple. Anybody else? Thank you, sir. Praise God. Praise God. Anybody here? Yes, let us see you there. Two ladies there. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody over here? Just indicate, raise a hand. No, I'm praying for. Anybody on the side of the church? Thank you, sir. Oh, praise God. Heaven is rejoicing this morning. Oh, Lord, your blood wasn't shed in vain. Those folk who raised their hands, just look up at me right now. Just, I want to pray for you in front here. I, I don't always do this, but I feel sometimes I have to do this. Just come, just come now. Those of you who put your hands, just come. I want to pray for you right now. Let's welcome them. Let's thank God for the work He's doing in their lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Brother, don't be shy. Come, sister. This is glorious. This is glorious. This is the gospel at work in lives, bringing freedom and bringing change. Hallelujah. I want to ask some of the leaders just to stand behind them. 
Church, would you just reach out your hands now? We thank you for these special folk, Lord. You had an appointment with them this morning. And you, Lord, are true to your word that you won't let one slip out of your hand. We rejoice with these folk. This hand clap was to the angels in heaven that are celebrating and worshipping at your throne. So, Lord, we thank you for them right now. And those of you standing here, just look up. I want to say well done for coming out here. That took a bit of courage. But what you did broke something and left something behind. And I tell you, in Jesus' name, we're going to pray for you now. God's going to do a miracle in your life as you come into freedom. Amen. Amen. You can dismiss the service and the folk here. We're going to pray. Thank you for being with us. Amen.